Boom. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Restoration Rebel Roundtable for April, May, May 8th, 2018. I am Andy McCabe. I am your Restoration Rebel leader. We are all just buzzing, buzzing right now from just high energy, high frequency synchronicity from the last two or three days of uh, the Restoration 2.0 Summit of 2018. And just, wouldn't you know it, just as soon as I start talking, Bob and Christine Timmel want to get in the room. So let's get them in the room. David Feldmeyer gets him in the room. And Mr. Mark Treater. Mark Treater. Man, we just had a great, great summit. We're going to get into that in a moment. But first, as always, we read the commitments as we've all agreed to abide by before every meeting. Here we go. The Rebel Commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the Rebel community make the following commitments. Commitment number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will not devalue the services of another professional by providing anti-competitive bids. I will never provide free services as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. Hold on, I'm going to mute. Mr. Steve Slater, because I think he's making noise. Nope, that was Sarah Connolly. Yes, she's watching TV. How can you watch TV and this at the same time? All right, just give me a hard time there, Sarah. Commitment two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes in detail to my clients. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Commitment number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. Healthy relationships do not require us to give up money, sleep, or our humanity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who wants to volunteer to read that next week? I'm tired of reading it. I'm not tired of hearing it. I'm just tired of reading it. Come on, I'll read it. Who's that? Yes, Mr. Chancy. Done and done. All right. Oh, Don, get in the room. Don Nagoff, get in the room. Mr. Galaxy S8, get in the room. Whatever that means. Mark Whitridge, get in the room. Awesome. All right. Yes. Well, we have a, hey, Don, good to see you. Good to see you. You were, you were not as quiet at, at the summit as you normally are, as we see you in your natural environment. So uh, it was good to hear you. Good to see you. I can be social occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. I've seen me do it. I like it. That was good. <laughs> and you brought a team with you. Yeah. How many people do you bring with you? I brought two guys. Okay. My, yeah. my project manager. What'd they think? They loved it. They are all over this now. They were making plans all the way home. I love it. I love it. Okay. Hey, Andy. Yes, sir. Let's point out that Dawn owns a restoration contracting company, and she sponsored. Oh, had she, nothing to, she had nothing to sell. She just got behind the, 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 the movement. Oh, my goodness. How did I miss that? We are so busy, Dawn. Um, I did not get to speak to you very much other than hi, hello, and do you need anything? 
but thank you for the, cl the clean oh sweep in Maryland. Goodness. Wow. Wow. Thank you. I just did it because I believe in what we're doing, and that was my way of saying thank you. Mm. Mm -mm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's, oh, I got goosebumps again. You're not going to make me cry, though. No crying today. That's my rule. So Tuesdays are no cry day, as it turns out. I have it marked on my calendar. Okay, uh, Trey did get in the room. Mr. Trey, uh, have you made it through that book yet? Where are you at? Trey. Hello. Trey Rains. I saw you. Come in. Where are you? Oh, well, well he's, he probably hasn't read it yet, so he's being shy. I don't see him. He's muted. He's, he's there. I, I can't see him. I was him. muted. I'm sorry, guys. There you Oh, there, yeah, you, um, there you are. I haven't had a chance to dive into the book yet, Andy. I've um, just been real busy trying to uh, implement some of these, uh, these, ground, these uh, grassroots strategies and, and get everything the ball rolling. Um, so uh, most of my time, I'm running myself right until time to, to pass out, getting four or five hours of sleep, jumping right back up and get back to the grind. Done. All right. Well, we'll take that excuse. <laughs> we'll take that. I'm doing, all, I'm doing all my accountability projects. Add a kid. Add a kid. Good. Well, it's good to see you too, my friend. I'm glad you made it. Likewise. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Mr. Well, okay. Wait, wait. We got a first timer. We got a first timer. Mr. Even though 200 of us got introduced to Mr. Greg Sargent. These, this group of people haven't, hasn't had the privilege yet. So Mr. Greg Sargent, why don't you unmute yourself, introduce yourself to the group. Hey, I'm new to this. I think I'm unmuted, there right? Are. There you are. Yep. Yeah, just uh, Greg Sargent. That was a great summit. I've been to a lot of conventions. Uh, me and Jerry Edel were talking on the Facebook how he's got 40 years, I got 20 years, but that was the best games we've been to anything. So. I'm just going to help you guys with uh, call conversion and cold calling, any type of help you guys need there, but mainly also just to learn from you guys as well. So, And you sponsored part of the summit, and you're offering a 10% discount to all your online courses, your call conversion courses. Is that correct? Yep. yep. I'm going to put a link. I put a link up earlier today, but we're going to put another link up for that. Yeah, and I can just make a, I can just make a code that's for – do we just make it Rebels 10% off? Why don't you do uh, Rebel 2018? Because that was our Wi-Fi theme all weekend. Let me just do Rebels 2018. Rebel 2018. I'll just make it that. That'll be easy. Done. Done. And then got to change it next year because, you know, chronological order and all that stuff. Oh, we got seven months. We got some time. We got some time. Good. Greg, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. And who else? Who else is first time here tonight on the roundtable show? I saw someone new, uh, Mark, Mr. Mark Kyle, Kyle Gay, your first visit, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, where's Kyle? He's on mute, and he's uh. I know we got two screens going again, so I'm gonna yeah, switch from one to the other here. Hey, Kyle, can you go and mute yourself? Nope, nope, nope. Speak. Mm -hmm. You're speaking in braille, Kyle. There he is. There he is. Okay, uh, he's unmuted, and I hear, I see his mouth moving. Plug I think that, he has a lot of headphone in. Oh, no. Now I'm going to unmute you again. Hold on. Hold on. We're almost there. Uh, why don't you try? Uh, looks like, hey, hey, okay. looks no, like you're good. Out. Speak up. Speak up. Can you guys hear me now? Barely. Barely. 
There we go. There we go. Kyle, okay. what, are you, what part of the country are you in? What are you doing? Uh, what brings you here? Uh, Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And actually, I was networking with Dean. He's in the room there. I don't know if you want to wave, Dean. I was networking with another restoration company. Uh, they're based out of St. Cloud. And he turned me on to you guys. And I've been checking you out the past couple weeks. And actually, just the content is awesome. So, Awesome. You're a uh, full-service restoration, Kyle? Correct. You know, thank you, Kyle. We're going to see a lot more of this. Um, not everyone does Facebook and LinkedIn. I get that. Um, we've challenged everybody that was at the summit to go meet other contractors in their community. Um, again, not everyone's here. Some people are far. You know, some people just don't know we exist. Some people came back to Facebook from never being on it or having been gone a long time just because of this group. They said, I left it because it was nothing worthy, but this just is the best place to be. So Kyle, uh, Andrew Michaels. Yeah, I'm here. This is your first time, sir. This is, you know, I, uh, I was working with my uh, roofing contractor today and he turned me onto a YouTube video that <laughs> figured out how to make me 50 more thousand on a wooden shake roof today what yeah so um i joined i was on facebook and i followed you guys and i don't know here to check it out i don't i'm a full service high-end new home and remodeler and we have a lot of clients that do um that run into insurance work and we've started to get into it not as our primary business but more as like a third side of our business and so hoping to learn a lot from you guys nice what was the uh which video was that you were watching it was a it's a huge cedar shake roof and we had uh i changed it from uh demo to roofing for the removal so way to go on that one Andy. boom i can't take credit for it that's all ben justison but i'm gonna i'll take it and i'll spread it i'm gonna spread it nationwide that is phenomenal right it was, yeah thank you very much free money Free money. We love it. That's exactly right. I then I, right after that, I followed up with the adjuster to find out what he thought. And he said, yeah, that's legit. Let's do it. So Solid. that was cool. Solid. That's a good relationship right there with that adjuster. It is. I like it. Well, welcome, Andrew, man. And, and a good name because. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Thank you. Andrew and Kyle, are you, are you both on Facebook in our group? Have you been accepted into the Rebel group yet? Yep. I think I just got accepted a few minutes ago or an hour ago or something like that. Drop me, uh, drop me a PM. Um, give me your address. I'm gonna send you a uh, Rebel token. Uh, it's a, it's a real clay poker chip. I'll, Sounds uh, good. I'll tell you the story about it offline, but um, I'll send this to y'all. Sounds great. Need, I appreciate I know, that. I might need one of those too. Seeing as how I left without anything. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. So sad. All right, Andrew. Thank you. I'm gonna mute you. There we go. Hope Caraselli. Hope. Wait. Hope is the. Wait, Hope's never been in a roundtable before. Oh, my goodness. Right? I, I don't know. I Should we unmute her? I don't know. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to do it. She has a lot to say. Here we go, Hope. Where are you at? Where are you from? What brought you here? Oh, we can't hear you. You definitely unmuted on my end. but I, Oh, there we go. Is there a dog barking? No. no that's your Galaxy S8. I'm going to mute whoever that is. Still not picking you up, Hope. You can you look pretty. I mean, you're waving and saying hi, but I can't hear you. 
God, people like Hope and Joe and Dave and Christine and Travis make me look so bad on screen. Out of nowhere. I'm just going to go here. Come on, man. I got nothing but love for you. Don't do that. I did that. Don't hide. Uh, <laughs> two more people in the room. Michael Albert. Hope. Just keep, just tr- push buttons. Just, I mean, do like the Nintendo, just mash buttons until. <laughs> XXO square triangle. X, X up, down, left, X, A, B. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll circle back around. If we start, yeah, we'll circle around. I don't know what it is. Are you on a, you're probably on an eye product. I'm going to blame oh. an eye product. Oh, can I, can I boot you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, what? What? Shaking his head. I see you. I see you. All right, we got a new guy. Uh, wait, one more. Hope, just we'll come back to you. We, uh, you're not muted on my end, I can tell, because I mean you're not muted at all. So, but I, I can feel the emotion. I can feel it, if it, even if I can't hear it. There we go. Okay, one more new guy. One more new. How you gal? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'm gonna go to. Wow, this this new. First timers round is going long today. We got a lot of first timers here today. I'd also like to point out that Sean Ivory is in the Bahamas on vacation. He made the and call. He's still calling in? Is it no, extra? No, no one else has an excuse. If he's in the Bahamas, probably a couple of cocktails into it, and he's on the phone. Is it extra pesos to get the Wi-Fi out there? It's not pesos in Bahamas. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's cultural appropriation. Don't shake your head at me, Mr. Meyer. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been. God, I think we're in a good That's mood. Right. One time, one time I went to Canada and I crossed over in, the, in Niagara, and I was like, "Man, I need some cash." And so I went to an ATM at the gas station and I got cash out. And all of a sudden, all these Canadian, all this Canadian money came out of the ATM. Of course, and I, I did. Yeah, like I was so surprised, and then I realized that, you know, it was my issue. So. <laughs> it was my issue. What am I going to do with all this Canadian money? <laughs> Buy a lot of maple syrup. I do. You got to go gambling in Windsor. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, who else is here for the first time tonight? Rick Sudam? 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 First guy? I'm just going to unmute. I'm going to see if I can. Man, why does the button not work all the time? Too many people here? Maybe. No, no such thing. Oh. Hey, Rick, uh, say hi, man. How you doing? Good. 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 Is your first time here? In uh, Nashville. Yes. Been there before. Loved it. Multiple times. Wish I was there. But have you been here before? I, I've seen your videos. I, I want to check you guys out. Oh, well, then you then it's your first time on the roundtable. You've got to introduce yourself and tell us about uh, your company and where you're at. I'm out of uh, New England in uh, central Connecticut. And uh, we've exchanged a few emails, this and that. And, okay. Uh, you guys kind of opened my eyes on what's going on in the, the rest of the country. And that's what I'm interested about. Perfect. Perfect. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Up there by... Um, Mr. Tim Tim Funnel in Portland, Maine. He's gonna Actually, by Danny, Danny Strong is in Connecticut, DKI. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right, Rick. Welcome. Welcome. All right. Who else is here? 
for the first time. We're not going to waste a whole lot more time. Waste. That was a, that was just a bad word to use. We're not going to Andy, there might be a few people that need to be let into room. Scott Peterson's uh, banging on the door. Uh, no, he's in. He's okay. in. All right. I've got the uh, yeah. I've got the list up here. So if someone comes okay. up and they're not in the room, I just let them in. As we go, Bing Bing. There we go. Well, let's get All down right. to business. Let's. Uh, you want to talk about what do you want to talk about first? Well, I want to talk about um, there's a, there's John. Um, everyone that wasn't in the summit may get sick of hearing about the summit, but too bad. For, <laughs> at, least for, at least for a few days. Give us this. It was, <laughs> Give us it was today. A, Give us today. today. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, um, it's really, I really wish everybody could have made it. Um, but we, we have to talk about it. For, I mean, we can't keep this inside. It has to. It has to be expressed, right, Travis? Um, this has to come out, and then we have to start doing the work. So, yes, uh, forgive us for seeming to be boasting, but um, it was unlike um, it was unlike a lot of other things that I've ever been to. So, um, yeah, you know, I know we have a lot to say, Andy. I don't know what all we were going to say. We had a call earlier today. Um, I know we have we have a topic to talk about, but um, what was the big uh, the big mic drop? on Saturday. Well, let's, let's talk about the Alliance of independent restorers. That's it. Let's talk about that. That's been something that's, that's been on my agenda for quite some time. I've actually owned the URL since last August and there's been a splash page up. I knew early on that the rebel moniker was just going to be too, too dangerous for public consumption. And I think a lot of us knew that already. None of us had that, you know, like, yeah, we are rebels. That's why we're here. That's why we're starting. That's why we're instigating. Uh, but the instigators can't be the end-all, be-all. We need more help. We need to be able to bring more people into the fold. So that's what, that's what the Alliance is. Alliance of Independent Restorers, independent of mind, not, of, not anti-franchise at all. No. But we are, we need to come together as a big old group of, oh, he's screen sharing. Ooh, I like it. We're getting advanced here. Uh, so the Alliance is going to be the forward public facing national front for our group. That is, that is our group. We're all going to be members of the Alliance of Independent Restorers. The local push, the local groups, the local meetups, the local and regional things that we have going on, those initiatives, those are going to continue to be rebel groups. We're going to have monthly meetings on a local basis of, of restoration rebels meeting and, and crossing the aisle, shaking hands and doing all that stuff. Uh, it, but at the national level, when we start talking about putting together national programs for healthcare, retirement, vendor agreements for, We've already got. Can we can we do a spoiler alert for for a vendor? Uh, just one. Just one. Just just the one. Just just pick one. Well, why don't you tell me what it is so I don't spoil it? Um. Well, it's already been in the group. Company Cam. Okay. Okay. Company Cam has already been in the group. Okay. So they're gonna. They've already said, "Hey, members of the Restoration Alliance, give you a discount." Hold on, Craig. I think you. There we go. Whew. You're driving like 800 miles an hour. I could hear it. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Clark. 
I'm bringing that up. Company Cam has given a uh, a URL that's in the site. It will only be only that if you use the URL that's in the site. But um, Company Cam is giving 10% off plus, and the 30 days free may be for everyone. I don't know if that's their automatic. I don't use it. But um, Mike Gogan and Luke are the owners of Company Cam, and they, they came to the event and um, supported. Um, but Company Cam seems to be quite – um, excuse me, I'm putting my phone on silent. It seems, seems to be quite a powerful piece of software um, for a lot of people, and I'll let other people go into that. But they are giving Rebels only a a code here, and I, I pulled it up, and, and we'll bring it back up this week. But it's uh, Rebel100. It's our own URL. So go and give it a try. It's it's documentation. I know Kiefer and I know Brian Daltrey. I don't know if anybody else here. Dave Meyer, maybe. I don't remember. Um, it's photographs, field notes, uh, communications back and forth with your team about certain pictures. Looks like so, John. John's done that. Yeah. Used so, okay. That's one of them. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to give another one? You give that's another not, one. That's, first off, that's not Sarah Raymond. I'm pretty sure it's not Sarah Raymond. Pretty sure it's Nathan Raymond. Uh, yeah. What about KNJ products? KNJ products already came through and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to give you guys a national discount as a group, right? Yep. KNJ products. Uh, so these are the things that we, this is what it's about. We want to educate ourselves. We want to work together and coordinate. We also want to use our power as a group. Why not have 2000 people or let's say I'm going to, I'm going to make a call right now, two years from now, 10,000 contractors across the country. That's massive buying power. That's massive influence. That is what the Alliance is about. And the, the Alliance also allows people to, to come in. I've already had people approach me and say, hey, th- good job. Um, I was on the fence. I couldn't get behind this rebel thing. It was too dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And, and we all know that it's just a name, right? But it's not just a name to everybody. Some, some people, it matters. So that's what it's about. Is there, is there anything? Am I missing anything, Clark? No, I'm gonna. I do want to point something out though. It's not going to be for everyone. You've got to. You have to earn your way in. There's going to be a vetting process. Mm. You're not yes. going to be aligned with people that you don't want to be aligned with. You're not going to be in an alliance with people that don't follow the industry standards or or write the competitive bids or um, don't use transparency. Um, all the things that we dislike the most about some of our competition the real authentic reasons, the reasons not to like our competition, those necessarily won't be in our group. Um, some may sneak in under false pretenses, but we're going to try to have some control because none of us want to share the table or share the job site with those guys. So um, yeah. that's something I think has been getting, that's, that's been asked about since the day one that we started. Well, and here's the deal. Yeah. To date, we've been a Facebook group. <laughs> this is this is going to be bigger than a Facebook group. There's going to be a membership. There's going to be an application process. Uh, there will be vetting. There we will make sure that that these are people that we would want to ride in the same car with and going in the same direction. Um, there's going to be a fee. There's there, we just there's going to be a nominal fee for membership, and and I think the vast majority of people who are in it to win it are okay with that. Uh, but that will allow us to do a whole lot more things going forward, allow us to organize and, and manage uh, in a more meaningful way. Cool. 
You know, I also see the uh, potential of getting back to, I know the map was pretty controversial, but um, we start getting a national presence. And I know in my past, and I know some other people here, Joe, have done large loss. There's a way that we could go to certain entities and start being notified. First notice a loss of national projects, maybe a hotel groups, maybe a chain, a big box, or mm-hmm. there's a potential there that we are not a one unified franchise or one group. We are independents. Um, other industries have things such as this. Mm-hmm. And those are some things that we'll, that we'll all be checking out. But um, if there's something in Cincinnati tonight, let's who, who's an aligned restore there, you know, almost like, uh, anybody that's been in the, in the auto industry, what's the uh, accreditation accredited people who are all ASC, ASC certified or something like that. So some things like that might start to come about and that might be another future iteration, but there may be some additional benefits of membership. Right. I would hope. Right. Any questions? I got to go to my other screen to make sure there's no other questions over here. Nobody raised their hand. Oh, I've got to go on the wrong screen here. Nobody raising their hand? All right. All right. Good. It's Joe I think it's very, yeah, I think it's very exciting, Andy. Yeah, you're, oh. getting, you're getting us really pumped up. It's just everything that's coming out of your guys' mouths is just perfect. So you guys are doing the right thing, and we're all coming together for you. And uh, just what an incredible experience we had in, in Nashville. That was a cosmic deal. Yes, it was. It was. Big, meeting Joe for the first time, that guy blew my, my doors <laughs> off. He blew my doors off. <laughs> I'm incredibly beautiful, man. He's a good man. And uh, I just want to be best friends with, you know, guys like that and Ofer, you know, meeting Ofer and meeting all the different contractors, you know, out there. I mean, what a blessing to, to me and my family uh, to have this, you know, incredible experience behind us. But I'm, I'm just reflecting. I'm still kind of, my you know, have goosebumps from all that. It was just an, an incredible experience. I, I want to say thank you to Joe and, and Andy and, and Clark and what you guys brought and all that time and effort, um, you know, up there doing all your stuff. That's hard work, man. And uh, we, 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 all the members want to say thank you too. I appreciate that. Dave, you got, I want to say thank you too. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to second that. I, I want to thank all the, all you, uh, leaders there, Andy and Clark and, and John and the rest of you guys for putting this event together and being forward thinkers and uh, getting this all together on the same page. And, uh, you know, it's not hard. John will tell you, he's put these events together before. This is, that's not an easy task to do that. So you guys did it well. It's only the second time and you guys are just going to do, make it better and better each time. And I'm going to be there each time. So I just want to say congratulations to a great event you guys definitely uh busted down the doors and uh uh, accomplishing what you wanted to do and uh hey so thank you guys well let's not um while we're naming names uh dave is on the phone dave played a huge part and jennifer can't be here tonight at all i think jennifer is presenting tomorrow right dave for dick wagner at um his event so dave and jennifer played a humongous, sometimes maybe a little more behind the scenes, but albeit mega important. Sometimes that's where the most work happens. So, Dave, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah, Jennifer is. Um, she's going to be at a commercial uh, disaster preparedness conference. Um, 
hosted by Dick Wagner tomorrow. And then she's got an opportunity to share with, um, I think there's about 150, 200 people there too. And um, she's got a chance to, um, she's got about an hour. So she's putting together um, notes on the rebels and like what, what we're about and so on. So it's a really good opportunity to share um, with another group of independents. So. Well, uh, I think Andy walked away, but while he's away, I want everybody to understand that how much the word is getting out about this group. Um, we maybe we know about some of the smaller ones, but there's a huge group of restorers out of Australia that are begging us to come share some of this momentum and this, this strategy on how to unite an industry in a, in a location in Australia. Come on. Who would have thought that Australia? Um, I know we've got some Canadian um, members here. We've got um, people outside of our industry reaching out saying there, we haven't seen this kind of unity. So, you know, I know it's been, a, we're, we're probably going way and way and way on about patting ourselves on the back, but it's, it's seriously, uh, someone told Kyle about us and someone told Andrew Michaels about us. So it's really, really not just anyone that's in leadership roles. Everybody here is a leader in some way. And um, every chance I get, I talk about it to a new person. So um, with that, we can, uh, we can move on. I volunteer to go to Australia to welcome them, them into our fold. <laughs> no problem. I got it. <laughs> Looks like we got a few volunteers on that one. Good day, Good day, <laughs> hey, uh, Travis, uh, Travis Chancy, Mr. Raymond, and I don't see um, Mr. Tim in the room. Tim, not, not in the room. Uh, I have tasked those three gentlemen, uh, Tim Funnel, Funnel, how do you say his last name? Yes. <clears throat> Timothy Funnel. Timothy Fuller. Fuller. Oh, I totally messed that one up. Samsonite. I was way off. So I've tasked the, those three gentlemen with coming up with a framework for our local chapters. Uh, Mr. Raymond has already started a local chapters. You had your first meeting. Yes. First, first uh, impromptu in not really structured meeting of, of local restoration rebels. Yeah, sort of. We put on a um, a price uh, uh, um, pricing feedback seminar. Yes, yeah, pricing feedback seminar. Um, wasn't a very big turnout, but um, the guidelines under which we did it uh, and who gave it, it wasn't supposed to be uh, very public. Let's right, say right, right, right. I get it. Yeah. In the future, though, um, we'd like to do something much bigger. Perhaps bring somebody out who doesn't have to. Um, hide face, you know what I mean? Keep their head low. Yeah. Keep their head down. Yeah. And uh, that way a lot more people will um, be able to uh, jump on board with it. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, everyone is watching this right now and watching this in the future. Maybe you're watching this recorded or listening to this when I put it on the podcast. We are still small enough with a big enough idea that we're dangerous. And there are, there are several folks who I consider friends who have said, Hey, I cannot be associated with this group yet. Yep. Um, and I respect it. I respect the hell out of it because guess what? Those people are still supporting the hell out of us in the, in their own ways in, in every way they can. Um, and that's another reason why moving to the Alliance of Independent Restorers, it's just a softer, it's just a softer feel. Um, it's less rebellious, uh, but uh, so those, 
I've tasked Mr. Chancy, Mr. Raymond, Mr. Fuller with coming up with a framework for local groups. Uh, so hopefully, do you want to give me a give me a weeks four weeks from now? We're going to have some sort of framework. Can I can I hold you to that? We'll have it done by the 20th. Look at you. Look at you. Always overachieving. It's Colorado. It's like the, it's the rare air in Colorado makes you guys overachievers. I love it. Love it. What do you, what do you say? What say you, Raymond? Anything I want? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I'll start working on a framework. Um, I saw you sent me out an email today. I just haven't had a chance to open it. Been running around all day. Perfect. Uh, we'll jump on in. We'll get it going. Perfect. And let me know when you uh, when open session begins because I, I do want to throw a question out there to the group. <laughs> I will. Uh, right after I'm done laughing at Mr. Peterson. Yes. So, Leah, yes. And I am not. I don't look like I'm seven feet tall sitting down, do I? <laughs> uh, go ahead, Travis. So I was wondering, I just wanted to see if I can get some feedback from the group. Um, so typically when you run a group, in my mind, kind of the way would be whoever's kind of the newcomer kind of leads the group with their kind of background, what's going on. And then you kind of surround yourself around the new person in the group. Um, you know, I've kind of had that, you know, be a kind of strong, you know, people ask for that kind of worked for me, but I didn't know if that, you know, we have a framework. We kind of, you know, go through the four, you know, things during the group, but, you know, the four, uh, uh, the mission statement and everything else and the commitments. But I think it's mostly about working on, you know, each individual and uh, the new one that comes into the group, kind of educating them and trying to learn from them too. Because a lot of times the, uh, the person coming into the group has more information to give than you think. And they're the fresh blood. Yeah. They're coming there for a reason. And, and at the end uh, of the day, Let's not forget, we're rebels. We get to, we do what the, he, the hell we want, right? We, we are making this up as we go along because we're following our hearts. We're following our principles. Very little could go wrong. Very little could I go wrong. I don't believe that there needs to be a president or a leader of the group, you know? I think it should be all the members in that group kind of being able to step in and fill in and when, when needed. You know? We need some structure, though. We need some structure. Some structure need- but I don't want it to be too much structure. You know, to, you know, make it incredibly, uh, I think it's you know, kind of the new earth way of thinking about it, not the old way of thinking about it. Well, you know? sounds like I chose the right guy. Yeah. Perfect. I have a little bit of a twist in it. Do it. Do it. Make it yours. Make it yours. All right. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. We're ready for tonight's topic. Hold on. Ryan David's coming into the room. Sherry Gillard is coming into the room. And yeah, we're ready for tonight's topic. I, I want um I want more inclusion from everybody tonight. I mean I I know everybody includes, but last week I love listening to Joe and Joe loves listening to Joe and Joe loves us. Easy now. Come I'm on. just kidding. No, I'm serious though. I mean I, I I do want. Last week I think everybody maybe was just in the mood to go to the summit maybe, but um I want to hear some uh I want to hear some some fight in the rebels. I mean this is uh rebels aren't quiet so. That's just the one thing I'll request is if you've got something to say, this is the best way to do it. Say it. Let it out. Yeah, I got something to say. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Andy and Clark for putting on the Rebel uh, Summit. By far the baddest, most informational, 
um, most constructive summit that I've ever been to. I walked away with more information and met more amazing people than I've ever met at any other summit. So with that, that being said, I want to say that Joe Ledbetter is the baddest dude I've ever come across in my life. Yeah, come on. And I know, like, everybody's throwing the love at him, but, like, he stood there and he was telling everybody, like, you know, um, you got to be careful. And um, I felt like, you know, I, I just remember walking up to him afterwards. I was like, dude, I felt like you were trying to instill fear in me, but all you did is gave me an injection of heroin. So... <clears throat> There you go. Um, I have a question from the jail. What's that? Aaron from the jail. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) From the Um, jail. I just have a general question for the group. Um, I want to know if anybody's had experience uh, bringing a uh, uh, third-party interference lawsuit against a a carrier. I just had um, an experience with it that um, they left a lot of evidence behind. And I feel like I have a really strong case and I want to talk to somebody that may have gone down this road before. Um, I don't care to make money off of it. So I think it's a, I think it's, it might be a good um, opportunity for a lawyer because I don't care if he walks away with, you know, all the proceeds from it. I just want to set a president, an example. So next time I'm on a job and they, uh, you know, they want to get on the left foot with me, you know, I'll have some ammo to work with them. So if anybody knows anything, just let me know. You were talking tortious interference? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, and if that's um if that's the same situation you talked to me about, it's you're probably correct. Yeah. Are you are you looking for a particular case experience on a mitigation job or on a reconstruction job? This is on a reconstruction job. I put in, in a nutshell, I put in an estimate for about uh, $24,000. Adjuster asked me to make some modifications, brought it down to 23. He came in initially at nine and upped it to 12. So he was low-balling it, hardcore. Then he sent, in, uh, his, um, he sent in his preferred vendor who wrote it up for 15. And they strong-armed the client into using them. The client's 100% behind me because I told him I'm going to go after them. He's like, I'll back you up 100%. They're just people. They're not in it for the fight. You know what I mean? They know that it will be a fight to get where they need to. But the adjuster basically said, we'll cover the whole thing. We'll, you know what I mean? We'll cover any expenses. So they're just like, they want to take the easy route because they don't want to uh, fight. But we were already on the job doing the job basically when this happened. So. Yeah, and this is this is the classic. I'm going to bring in my vendor, my pet contractor, <coughs> and they're going to give me a number. Oh. And then they're just going to supplement it and end up where uh, where they're going to supplement it and end up higher than your number. That's yeah, the way it goes. Yeah, I got some feedback for you. So Raymond, yep, go ahead, yep. go ahead. Hey, it's Trevor. Hey, how's it going, bud? Good. Hey, I'm sorry I got a little bit of background noise here, and maybe I can take this offline with you, but really the recourse is not yours, it's the policyholder. Uh, and so you would have to be aligned with them, uh, but they would have to go after them because the contract's with uh, the insurance company, not you. Right, but isn't third-party interference when you interfere with a contractor's work? Um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So have you ever tried to uh, sue an insurance company before? No. Yeah, it's a, a windy road to a small house. 
<laughs> Didn't I, wait, you guys heard my story about the only court we can win in, right? We got that. We, we got that point made, right? And I'd be happy to talk to you more if you want, Raven. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think Trevor's going down the right road. Um, you may have a case, but it's harder to fight um, unless you have your. Anyway, yeah. Let, let I. Why don't you guys take that offline, and I want to hear the end of it. Oh, John, you got something to say? I was just wondering, did the homeowner actually hire this person, or did they hire the third-party contractor? No, they haven't hired them. Um, the adjuster basically, uh, you know, brought them in, and they just decide to go along with it because they're not, in, you know, they don't want the prolonged fight and stuff like that. They I mean, are they, are they actually repairing the home, though? They're going to finish the repairs that we started, yeah. As soon as they sign that contract to repair a new contract, then you got something, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't let them. If they're working in the house without a contract, that's crazy. That's a good point. I don't understand. I don't understand, understand if that client is in your corner while they're allowing repairs to go on by a contractor that they do not support. Um, because the adjuster has told them basically that he's not giving them a dime over 15 grand. Now I laid out for them the process of how we could fight this, but they're peaceful. They just want to get back to their lives. They're not interested in dragging this out for, you know what I mean? So they're basically, they've been strong armed and they're giving up even though they've told me, you know, I just, yeah. So here's an idea from Minnesota. Can you bring in a public adjuster? But we're not yeah, talking big dollars. We're not talking big dollars. We're the you know top top end twenty six, twenty seven grand. No, I understand, but it's still cheaper than an attorney. How about appraisal? Yeah, exactly, appraisal. Yeah, but appraiser's not cheap either. I mean, I. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 take this offline. Let's go to the next subject. But yeah, I, I had to, I went down that road with appraisal. And the last appraiser I did, the umpire alone cost fourteen grand. Wow. And that's that's more than that's that's more than the the claim is worth at at that point. So uh let's I want I want to know a solution to this. If we can come to a solution uh amongst this group, uh this is not an uncommon scenario. So I'd love to I'd love to find it out. Cool. Joe, you ready? All right. Am I muted? <laughs> no, man. I'm just ignoring you. <laughs> mm, it's all good. What's up, everybody? Listen, uh, the summit was amazing. Amazing. My favorite part, besides meeting all of you in person, but my favorite part was when we did breakout sessions. I walked around every table, and I swear to you, it was like walking into any one of your offices on a Monday morning into your own conference room. Like, shit was real. People were talking. This wasn't like, oh, what kind of dehues do you use? Like, it was no, like, listen, I'm having an issue with this employee, and how do I deal with it? I'm having an issue with my receivables. I'm having an issue with this. Like, I need to fix this. I want to talk about this. And everybody, like, you were, like, longtime coworkers, colleagues. We couldn't break them apart. We no, couldn't break it up. I was like, no, sh no, we're dealing with shit here. We'll get back to you, Mr. Summit presenter guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Right. Like you guys were just so engaged with each other, right? And I didn't expect anything else because when you look at the Facebook thread and you see the con you see the content, but it was just I was speechless to see it. 
like in person. So like big shout out to everybody that came. It was so powerful. Like all the speakers, all the sponsors, every, I mean, unbelievable uh, experience. I learned, I personally learned like so many little cool nuggets that I started to implement right away. Just stupid little things that just make big world of difference. There's so much to, you know, so much to get out of all that. Um, and I thank everybody for the compliments, man. I really do. Um, listen, I'm just a restorer like you guys, man. I didn't go to college, right? Um, I did school of hard knocks and, and figured some shit out on my own. But um, I appreciate all the love. Like, I genuinely do. Chloroform? Hey. That wasn't on the list of dangerous fucking shit you had in that building. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't, right? Um, it- Joe, can I comment too? Um, so my dad has been a longtime member of the NHB, or was, I guess, and he used to do what was called a Builder 20 group that was located wherever the big meetings were. They'd, they'd break out. So it was like sessions where you're intimate with your friends and colleagues. It was like your own personal board of directors. And um, what you were just describing really sounds a lot like that. So that might be some avenue of how you how we've structured this group too. So oh, uh, for future. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let me interrupt you, Joe. Uh, if anyone was at the summit and they didn't get into a squad or their squad evaporated, let Clark know. We'll get you reseated. And if you want to get into a squad and you weren't at the summit, we're going to make that happen. We're going to give an avenue for folks that weren't at the summit, but they want to take part in this accountability group that we put together these accountability groups. How many do we get, Clark? We got twelve of them. How many? How many squads do we end up with? Uh, you're muted. <clears throat> you can hold up your hands. Or it, it'll be around twelve. When we already are have people disengaged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, we knew that there, there yeah. were some people that yeah. were just marketing people. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, I think, and I we didn't discuss this in our leadership call earlier today, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. We're going to allow, we're going to make a way for people that want that accountability that weren't at the summit to get into a squad. We're going to, we're going to make an avenue for that. And that's by Friday, I'm going to have a, the mechanics of that set aside. So all y'all that weren't there the next six months, people that were there, they came away from the summit with, with one to 10 ideas that they had to implement to get their million dollar idea. And they had a group of peers that they met and they were paired with in inside the summit that they're going to meet once a week or every other week, hold each other accountable to make that million dollar plus make that goal, make that, that, that thing attainable and, and get it, make it happen. So uh, Trey, you got your, your hand raised. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm driving. So I might've missed some of the, uh, the details here. Um, but, uh, I guess what I'm, what I'm, my, my biggest question is I've met so many people in my local region. Um, and honestly, for me personally, that's the biggest focus of my attention right now is, uh, meeting with local restorers that are directly within a two hour radius of where I'm at. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily hear, and I thought that it was touched upon and maybe I missed it and I apologize if I did. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what we're doing for the regional groups and if, if that's an accelerated process if we have a region like ours where we have guys that are, are ready and willing to be a part of it can we can we accelerate that process within our region and start doing some meetings because uh, we got a lot of hungry stores at least in the dc metro region i can't speak for the rest of you guys slackers 
Yes. Uh, let short me, an- let short me answer, yes. Yeah. So there, there are two different things, Trey, and you're going to get two different you're going to get two different takeaways from each one. Um, the rebel, the, the chapters has always been part of it and that's very popular, but I think what people found out Saturday, well, Friday and Saturday is if I pick and, and I, and those of you that were not there, we're talking about the squads and those were strategically somewhat created based on people that weren't in the same geographic area, weren't of the same background of business. Like they're like, there might've been some marketing, some more tech heavy, some people with great business management, some without, I wanted your squad to have 10 different flavors if we could so that everybody would gain something. So that's something different. But if, if, if everybody clusters only in their community, then you're only going to be fighting the same. And and I I know it's important, but you're only going to be tackling those things that happen in DC and Maryland but you're going to find out that someone in Iowa has got this figured out, has a idea that nobody here is doing. And it might be geographical. There aren't crawl spaces everywhere. Some, some drying patterns are different, but the answer is yes, we're going to have both. We are, but that takes a little bit more tray. Um, but I'd say within, I think what we talked about, what three to four weeks, Travis and Eric funnels and Tim Miller are structuring that out and they'll be getting with you guys and figuring out who's the, who's going to do it and where and whatever. Yeah. Yep. Trevor's going to help out too. Hi, Trevor. Yes, he is. I can't see him, but I can hear him. Yes. Yes. We'll knock it out by the 20th. All right. Now I got Joe way off, way off his schedule. So let's go, Joe. Sorry, man. I had to mention dude, that while I was putting No, dude, it's all good. It's all good. Well, guys, it's, uh, it's 923. we got a couple of minutes here. And as you guys know, our, our game plan is to talk – our campaign this month is sales and marketing. We dipped into it a little bit last week talking about how to get access, right, how to get to decision makers. And after we talked about that last week, um, and again, kind of through the summit, I've, I don't know, probably like 30, maybe 32 different members have DM'd me and said – Tried it, it worked, less than 30 minutes, less than five minutes, less than three minutes. Um, So it really works, right? Access. Well, access is everything in sales and marketing. So today I'm going to briefly talk about guerrilla marketing, something that all of you can do in your business right now, like right now, um, for the next event that hits your marketplace, right? So it could be a windstorm, it could be a heavy rain that causes localized flooding, et cetera. But when that, when these type of events hit us, you need to be able to capitalize and take yourself to your capacity. Like if an event hits your region and you don't get to capacity, then, then you're not marketing enough, right? Like simply put. So if you've established a capacity and you're not getting to that when there's an event, um, there's several things that you can do to take you over your capacity pretty quickly. I'm not saying like, take on more than you can chew. I'm just letting you know that this method right here is going to generate a lot more opportunity. So um, I know most everybody uh, does mostly water mitigations. I know some of us do uh, general repairs as well or exterior claims. Um, So briefly, this methodology applies to either a windstorm, hailstorm, or flood, et cetera. And it's really easy. So it's all about data. It's all about knowing where the issues are at, right? So you know where to go. 
but it's about understanding the weather patterns, understanding where the two inches of rain fell, which city, understanding where the winds were 60 or 70 miles an hour. So paying attention to this, this granular data that you have available to in your phone, right? Like you can just Google search wind speeds where I'm standing and, and you'll get the answer. This isn't rocket science. Again, it, find it very simply. But get the data. Go to that area. And through all of your other marketing that you already have existing, most often, if this is the kind of business that you do, you're going to get an opportunity with a pre-existing customer, right? So you can pick this conversation up from either you have a pre-existing lead or you're walking in the door, you're walking into a neighborhood that has damage. Simply identify a home that has damage. Knock on the door. Hi, I'm with XY Restoration. Like, we can help you fix your shit. No problem, right? They're going to sign up. Give them a reason to feel comfortable with you and close the deal. Move it forward. Like, I, I don't want to have to get into how to close your first customer. I, I think we're all kind of past that. Uh, if anybody isn't, we can go offline and have that conversation later. But close the first deal. Now, here's what you do. You go, you go above and beyond in all facets of service. Hire the best service that you can possibly just give a customer. And then, like, plus one, right? And then you go to Mrs. Jones and you say, Mrs. Jones, I would love to help your neighbors. Could you introduce me? Like, ask for the business, right? So now you know you're in a subdivision, right? And it's got two, 300 homes. Let's just say 50% are affected. You simply put out, and, and what I'm about to tell you guys, this isn't, um, like, this isn't new by any means. At least I don't think it is. I'm, I'm, I would love to think that there's a lot of people doing some, some of these basic strategies. But they're so basic that they actually yield a really great ROI, right? So I'm going to go to USPS.com, and I'm going to have a little postcard already pre-made up for whatever the damage is. So it's windstorm, or it's hail, or it's ice damming, or it's uh, flooded basements, right? Whatever it is. I'm going to take my flavored postcard, and I'm going to go to USPS.com, and I'm going to select the exact street, the street down to the houses. And I'm going to then go ahead and print off a piece of paper, take those to the post office, and drop them in the mail. But I'm going to do that two times, right? So I want this postcard to hit very specifically the day after the storm. Now, the second day after the storm, right? So that's where we're at. The postcards have landed. I've already secured a job. The third day of the storm, all the houses get a door hanger. Yeah, just walk around, put a door hanger on all the houses, right? By the way, all your jobs have a yard sign in them. All the vehicles that were passing out the, uh, the door hangers was at 5 o'clock on day three, not 2 o'clock, not 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Pay your guys overtime. Have them out there between 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. So between that time, when everyone's getting home still, still haven't figured out what they're going to do with their issue. Maybe they're still home dealing with their issue. Here comes a ray of hope. By the way, at 5 o'clock, guess who's pulling off the block? Anybody who's already working, right, because they've been working. So you have a captive audience. Roll your vehicle down the street day 3, 5 o'clock. Pass out all your, all your door hangers, right? Now it's going to happen within 24 hours. You're going to get another two to three, maybe even five leads based off 50 homes being available if, if you have a decent presentation to your company. Just leads are opportunities, right? These aren't closed deals. So now you make it your primary effort. You go after those first few customers and you, you sell them, right? You say, well, we're doing Mrs. Jones. Um, and you, you make sure that you explain the process thoroughly and you do a good job and you get that customer. Now you have maybe three or four customers on this neighborhood. There's still like, you know, 47 to go, right? And there's some competition starting to pop up, but at the end of the day, there's still probably like 35 homes that aren't under contract. That's the reality. We're, we're like day three, day four after a windstorm. Most of these people don't even know they have an issue. If it's a flood event, a little bit different, right? They're all gonna be at their curb throwing stuff out. But again, that sales cycle, and maybe you're not on, maybe you're not on day three of that, maybe you're on day two of that, but it's the same principle. Um, and now what you've done is you become you've become what's known as omnipresent. Now we can take it to the next level and focus like a Facebook ad right to that geo target. We can do some Instagram geotag right to that target. 
Um, and we can do some of that. And I definitely encourage it because my opinion is like all in full court press, like all facets, right. Should be pumping at the same time. Um, but here's the results within four to five days total on any one event where that's going to drive, where you have 50 customers in a neighborhood that have an opportunity. And I don't care how saturated your market is, right? Like I really don't because if a, if a widespread event comes through, guess what? The key word is fucking wide, right? So it, it hits everybody. Like, so don't be afraid. Of it. Um, the so at the end of this event, four days, I guarantee you with these simple things and some simple basic sales tactics, like 101, right? Like always be closing, like simple stuff. Um, you're going to have 20 opportunities, 20 opportunities. And like, you guys can say, well, that just seems like a lot, or I don't know, maybe. Okay. Like test it out. Just test it out. So we, as some of you may know, Joe, you're talking about every door, every door direct mail. Is that the, the, the every, door, every, every door direct mail. Yeah, that's that's the mailer. And and marketing guys like like paper marketing guys know this, but no one is implementing this in this way. No contractors are implementing this in this way. Right? No, very few are, right? Very few. And it's and here's the reality though. So people don't like junk mail, but when there's a disaster, right? When the power goes out for four days and neighbors start coming outside talking all day, guess what happens? People end up with their fucking hand in the mailbox all day long. People yes. are standing at their porch reading their mail. Like the audience is way more captive. Again, the conversation started with the word access. Mm-hmm. Access. So we've created an ability to become omnipresent, right? We've created an opportunity where the, the potential client with the potential need actually knows our brand, sees it three or four times throughout their daily travels. The key to having the vehicle out after five o'clock. Like we really do that so that we really get their attention. And then the phone rings and it's on you to close the opportunity. So I challenge everybody everybody when there's any sort of an event even if it's isolated in your mind do the data understand its damages do some inspections drive through it and just pull the trigger like you would be amazed like so here's the cost right here's a full breakdown two postcards door hangers labor fuel vehicle travel yard signs right that's the marketing piece because that's the money that we really spent okay once a salesman hits the uh the salesperson hits the front porch at the end of the day, that's the, all the market costs are behind us. So to hit like 200 homes, right? That's all we're talking. Small little target. Stay focused. We're talking under $1,000. Like under $1,000 true oh, hard for sure. cost. For so, sure. And so you, you, you covered that with your first sale. Right. First sound. Right. Okay. So that allows you the ability now to start to capture a whole lot more people, Right. And, and every job that you get, the cost per job is substantially less. But here's the thing. You can't oversell your ability. Like you need to know your capabilities. You need to know your limits, right? So if you're not comfortable to, to go and sell 20 jobs, then, then maybe you scale it down to just heavy word of mouth or every other address, you know? Um, let's get, but, let's do uh let's do a, uh, let's do an example, Joe. Okay. I want I want a vacation on the big island of Hawaii, right? I write Xactimate estimates and I'm an appraiser. What just happened on the big island of Hawaii? Stupid amount of work. Damaged. Millions and millions of dollars. Lava came out of the ground and ate people's houses. Okay, so a guy like me that writes Xactimate estimates for a living and does appraisals for a living... What, what should he do? He should do it every day or every door, direct mail, 
in the zip codes that we already know are affected, yes, yep. which are which are Volcano Hawaii and South. I mean, it's just no man's land down there. Um, and then I should follow up with a Facebook ad campaign for the Big Island. Big Island, yes. Yeah. So I mean, Andy, it's not like I'm going to fly there and put door hangers on. So I'm got I got to get a couple sales before I even you know leave my door and bend. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a great strategy because you're definitely going to get some traction. You'll get five or six appointments and you're dealing directly with the end clientele. I may have a different approach to, for that particular task, though. Um, I, I do agree the postcards work, but if you said, let's go to the island and sell some work, um, I, I would just have a slightly different approach. I would. Um, All right. I thought I thought I could play into your story. Sorry. Yeah. No, I don't mean to shut you down, but getting on the island, I think you can get on the island and do a lot of work doing that kind of work under different pretense. Okay. Well, and Kauai got hit with, with flooding. Uh, uh, Oahu got hit with flooding. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just always thinking about how to get my family over there for a vacation. That's all. Right. Yeah, I'm down. So, I mean, guys really, it's just a simplistic process, right? Like you don't have to, you don't have to overthink it. You know, if you get, if you get a nice three inches of rain in a certain area and you guys should know when your markets find out which cities flood, like just be relevant just be relevant to the consumer's opportunity like they 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 didn't wake up this morning thinking i'm gonna need a flood repair like that's not what they thought of this morning so you know but when they woke up to think about what furniture they might want to buy they sure as hell knew the three stores they were going to in the market but our industry our industry doesn't have that that um that sex appeal right and if anybody knows anything they might know the serve pros of the world so yeah great yeah hold on a second Caleb Willits, I can't mute you for some reason, but you're making noise. So the the key to success here, guys, is being prepared, no different than our industry. So you have to have your postcards. You have to have tried some mailers in the past. You have to have this kind of dialed in. We're in a position where it's able to just kind of be automated for the most part. And that's that's really the key, right? And you capture so much opportunity. Um, So today, we just want to talk about, again, sales and marketing, something a little more brass tacks, something that doesn't cost a lot of money, something that really everybody that's an entry level and or experience in the business can simply apply um, and take a nice peek, you know, when you get that storm surge or work. Hmm. Um, but I'd like uh-huh. to hear if anybody else is, anybody else has got anything that's uh, sales and marketing that's working for them. Um, I'd like to hear anybody in the group, anybody that's got something kind of unique, or even maybe it's just plain Jane normal is normal, but it's really working. Looks I mean, like is there Trey, anything? Trey's got his feedback? raised there. Yeah, I mean, I, I really just want to piggyback on that idea. I, f- I feel like that that marketing principle of sending out direct mailers in an area is not specific to a cat storm. Um, we do this all the time. If I have a roof in a neighborhood, why not direct mail everybody else in that zip code? It's really easy. Mr. Rains, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Jones, you can, it's easy to correlate those lists. You can send them a postcard. We're in your neighborhood. We're doing a roof at 3121 Jubilee Court. I understand you live at 3151 Jubilee Court. We'd be happy to come by and provide you a free estimate. I mean, that, that opportunity does not exist specifically in that realm. I mean, this is old school marketing, direct mail. I mean, it's great, and it works. It's, it's expensive, and it's a dinosaur in my, my humble opinion, but it still works, and I, I do this all the time, especially you get a wind gust and somebody calls it a cat, are our, our wind events sudden? Hey, those parts, those postcards are flying off, and it's estimate after estimate after estimate. I mean, this is kind of mm. this kind of this kind of marketing one hundred and one. Yeah. Well, people have used this type of blanket postcarding 
before, but not, I don't think in this way, it's, it's an old, it's an old tool used in a new way. Andrew Michaels, you got something to say? Uh, yeah. So every job that we've ever done in the last three years, we send out a direct, not, I wouldn't even call it direct mail. I'd call, I'd call it an envelope with my signature on it that says, Hey, we're working in your neighborhood on XYZ's house. Um, we're doing this work. We're doing this work. We also offer remodeling new homes and storm damage and water mitigation, blah, blah, blah. And then we send it to every car or every home on the way into the neighborhood and every house that we would drive by with our guys. So, and then oh, wow. I, so they see your I, trucks. I see my, well, not even my, well, it's, I'm there. I'm the only guy with my truck. We're a small business where we only have two trucks, but um, all my guys. So they see the red Jeep that drives out that drives down the street fast, you call me directly and I'll be out there to take care of the problem right away. Hmm. Rather than call the sheriff, call somebody else and bitch to your neighbor, you call me directly. So like it. it's, it's kind of a hands-on approach. Wow. Uh, there's a Go ahead. that we have taken and rented a mobile home, RV type, and set it up as a mobile office in front of the neighborhood and put a big banner on the front. So everybody coming home and going to work, they see us already stationed at front of the neighborhood, and they can stop in and ask for estimates or to first help on the projects or whatever. But that gets you in the neighborhood, and somebody mans it 24 hours a day. Yeah, that goes back to what Joe was talking about in his presentation on Saturday was you got to lock down that first job. You lock down that first job and then you drive straight down Main Street Street, and you park. I love that story. I cannot wait to hear it again on replay, but that's the deal. And, and you almost give that first one away just for access. Is that right? Access. Access. I don't know about giving away, Andy. I'm kind of greedy when it comes to business, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm just playing. Um, it is about access, guys. That's what this is really about. Well, that's what sales and marketing is about access. So, it, you know, whatever theory you have on how to get access to the decision maker, or the, or the right person, try it. You never know what you're going to find. Like, you'll just never, you'll be amazed. Access is everything. And don't think all the traditional ways. Take everything, flip it upside down, look at it from a different perspective. But access, get to the people that matter. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really what sales and marketing is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're nine minutes over. Any last minute uh, hands to raise? Any, uh, anyone have anything else to add? Maybe a little feedback on how they felt the summit went? No, come on. You guys weren't this, you guys weren't this shy on Saturday. All right, Deb, go ahead. I, can, I, can say I was going to ask real quick, who are the um, – who are the ones that are creating the structure for local chapters? We have Mr. Travis Chancy, Nathan Raymond, okay. and Tim Fuller. So Travis Chancy, Nathan Raymond. Okay. All right, great. All right, those, and you. those that they just got chosen because they had the most enthusiasm about it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, God, God bless him. All right. Oh, for Keatum. Oh, for Keatum. God bless that guy. Get him. Get him. Get him. All right. Get him. Sorry. Okay. So 
I want to I want to say from my perspective, I'm in a franchise, and probably all of you know about the franchise. And uh, my ideas and my uh, perspective uh, of how it should be, or how we need to do things, or what is the service we need to give, or what kind of quality of a job we need to do, is very unique. And all the time, I'm trying to push to this direction, and I push back, I get pushed back. And basically, this is the first, and, I, and I'm a convention guy. I'm, a, I'm like a Travis. I'm a, I'm a data and knowledge junkie. I'm, I'm talking with everyone, learning from everyone, and it doesn't matter if he's one day in the business or like 20 years, there's always something to learn. It's a different perspective. And I, I was amazed because I see a lot of people like me. And... And usually when you go to a regular convention, it's not really out there. And the people that think like me or, or behave like me, you know, I behave sometimes. Uh, people that behave like me are outsider in a way. And this convention was all about the outsider. We are all outsiders and we are all think, uh, basically it was amazing because we think for each other. Uh, someone talk about what he experienced and Five people jump on him and try to find a solution for his uh, for his problem or his uh, what he deal with at the same minute, and it was like you know easily no nothing in return, and we believe exactly. that you know we do, we don't we don't need we don't need it uh, to get something in return. We will get our share. We we obviously we get our share, and and it was enough to be like two days with. All these amazing guys and and understand that there is uh, I will not say hope because hope is too much but there is a, a great future for people like us that really really want to change and really want really want to give a great service and get paid for it. Mm. That's a lot of sin. We want to get paid for it. Exactly right. There's power there. There's power if we if we trust each other enough to lean in. And that's what we're doing. We're leaning in we're le- to each other. And there's, that's where we get that. You know, it, like I said, it, it's, it's showing, you've got to show a little vulnerability. You've got you to show over a little, your belly there uh, and, and, and be exposed. But how many times did we see anyone that they exposed themselves and they got crucified for it? This many times. This many times. This reciprocity. Mr. David Chirma, you got your hands raised. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, brother. Good to see you, good. man. Hey, yeah, I'm, good to I'm see you guys. I that picture of you with the holding the I'm a rebel sign on, on my wall back here. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> it's not as high up as what you would have held for sure, <laughs> but I tried. Hey, um, the event was good. I've been to a lot of other seminars, man, and for the amount we paid, and th- there's nothing you could get that much information out of. Um, we had a whole bunch of good information come out of that. I've been in a Remodelers 20 group. Mm. I've been in another type of peer networking group and just the way everybody shares was actually pretty good. Um, I got a lot out of it. It was definitely worth it to me to travel. Had a lot of good times, met a lot of good friends there this weekend. Um, and it seems like everybody's dealing with the same problems in their companies and every, and each one of us can help each other get through some of the stuff we need to, no matter what size we are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing. Um, but like I say, I appreciate you guys putting it on you, Clark and everybody to put that on was great. So I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you being there and being part of it. Everybody else, just hey, Andy. my love. Yeah, go ahead. Is that Nick? Hey, um, obviously, Summit was awesome. The presenter. Oh, John. I'm oh, sorry. I was looking at Nick Knack, and his Good. mouth was moving at the exact same time as yours, John. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I thought it was great. Obviously, the presenters, uh, the knowledge was just unbelievable. But something that caught me a little bit off guard was, like, I've been doing this 10 years, so we get a little bit, like, caught in our funk and running our business. And mm. to hear some of the new guys that are fresh in the business, like, a couple guys a couple of weeks old or, or a year old and the energy that they have and the ideas that they have kind of like just reinvigorated me. And that was really something that I wasn't expecting to get from it that that was just awesome. So I think um, just one of those things uh, besides all the information that really was just incredible. Well, plus you're much, you're much better good looking in person, <laughs> I must say. Thank you. I think it's a light. Uh, good lighting. Yeah, we, we had good lighting there. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on a second. Tim Fuller is trying to get into the room here. Nice message. Hey, Andy. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, is anybody in the room? Did I want to talk real just just a minute about the giveaways? Did anybody in the room here win anything? Wait, didn't David come home? Yeah, yeah. He he like a, had a boatload of stuff from DBK. Yeah. Uh, no, that was Bob Harris with Dry Patrol. Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I won, <clears throat> I won uh, one of the Axial fans. You won one of Horvath's fans, didn't you, Don? Is that yes, one of the, yes, the, thin, the, is that the skinny ones? Yep. Yep, one of the new ones. How is that? I haven't gotten it yet. Where is my fan, Clark? We've got to get email. i got to get addresses and mail them out. I'll talk, I'll talk to Ken about it today. Where's my fan, Clark? I, I told you my address. Where's my fan, Clark? <laughs> I think I it's think rented. I, I think I it's think rented I out. It's <laughs> like, um, yeah, so five axials were given away, two Yeti coolers, a five to six thousand dollar. I think Jake told Jake Hibbard with DBK told me that package was worth sixty two hundred dollars all in of uh dramatic dramatic stuff. It's wow. given away. Um, we we closed out with that one. Um, OVR rentals gave away a thousand dollar credit to an ICRC course. Um, I know I'm forgetting some other things, but uh, again, it was just it wasn't just that it was just a lot of just takeaways. So that was, I just wanted to, if anybody here won anything, but um, yeah, that everybody wanted to beat Bob Harris up because he won that. Somebody was sitting next to him. Was it you, John? Someone sitting next to him that had one digit off. <laughs> uh, that was one of my guys. One of my guys was one digit off. One digit. Well, we, we was all want upset. To, we want to beat you up because you held that thing in your pocket for about two more hours. Like that? <laughs> uh, jerk. You tease, <laughs> tease. Hey, Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. That, hey, by, before you say anything more, that beer that you had brewed was awesome. That was good beer. Not a problem, brother. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I've heard a lot. Don't get wrong. Everything was amazing. I loved the conference. Probably one of the best I've been to in a long time. And I've heard a lot of guys talk about a lot of the knowledge they've taken and a lot of the other uh, connections they've made. I've had... I've been kind of a little blessed since I've gotten back. I came back, got back in at about midnight, 6 a.m. I got a seven-story flood. But the reason why I brought that up was on that flood, I was on the phone with Joe, 
when we were there, we were talking about how he was doing large loss metering. I sent out a message to Joe. Hey, man, can you show me what that setup was? Because I'd like to see if I could I could use that. I've got a large loss now. You were telling me how much time it saved you. Um, while I was there, I had a, a call for a contents job. I'm not a content guy. I've never really been a content guy. Uh, Sam uh, was sitting there. Started talking to Sam about it, and Sam said, "Man, you know, here, let me let me help you out." I was on the phone with him tonight. Hey, man, you know, I know we talked a little bit. It was during the conference. Could you help me out with this? He spent another hour of his time tonight running me through it, and and I misunderstood how a line item was laid out because Xactimate spun that way, and uh, I almost wrote the estimate, leaving probably five six thousand dollars on the table just because he was like, "No, man, you got to look at this and look at this and make sure you alter this," and you know. Um, just in in that aspect, I was I was talking with Clark a little bit earlier today. If I take nothing else out of this group, I take nothing else out of anything else that's ever going on. I've increased my business and my functionality by ten or fifteen percent. Not by the big stuff, not by the you know let's be champions, let's have a warrior call, let's look at that. But but just stepping back and listening to the small things that all of you guys have been doing this for 15, 20 years. You know, I sat around a table in the conference hall until midnight just listening to guys who were talking about stuff and small little little things that they've they've made the mistakes on they've made errors on they've learned the lessons on and uh and i've been doing this for 18 years i've made a lot of mistakes but these guys have made mistakes i haven't and i was able to absorb that and learn that and and take that back home with me that's a a huge thing for me man i was i was talking to my guys we're sucking up water at 6 7 a.m and i'm telling them you know guys we're gonna have some talks man we got some we got some cool stuff, like some cool mistakes that I've learned from. Not the not the wins, not the this is how I've grown, this is how this is how that. Yep. The mistakes, because if we can learn from those mistakes so we don't repeat them, that's going to be a huge thing for me. Yeah, we don't need to repeat any mistakes. Somebody already paid the cost. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, Travis Chancey showed us that sunset. Nice, nice. All right. Hey, uh, Alan Perry's going to get the last word here, Clark, but go ahead. Nick. Who was it, or Dave? Who was it that told us we sit and we complain about all the money that the adjusters keep from us, but we ignore how much money we don't bill for for what we actually do? Mm. That, was that um, Jeremy Reitz? And now he's probably talking about his estimating class. But there's so many places where we're not efficient with our scoping and uh, things that we actually should be billing for that would never get questioned. But yeah, we want to we want to sit around and mope about some other things, and I know I've been guilty of that in my life. So, okay, that's it. Go ahead, whoever's going to close it out. Appreciate uh, it. I think Alan Perry had his hand raised. Um, go ahead and unmute yourself, Alan. But Sean, how good was that steak? Sean and Tim. Tim was there. I know Clark was there. Oh my God, my life is forever changed. I've never been to Texas Day Brazil, and I can't wait to go back. Oh my God. And Andy, happy I'm, I'm drooling just thinking of it right now. Yeah, Joe. Happy birthday, Andy. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what I was just going to say. Don't forget the birthday cake. You jerks. What's you up, Tim? Jerks. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. All right. All right. Alan Perry, bring us home. Bring us home. What do you got? Hey, Andy. I'm, I'm, I'm in South Florida. I've, I've been a, um, you know, restoration almost 20 years now. And, you know, it's gone full you know, circle here. Um, you know, with hurricanes and everything like that there. And, and, and obviously listening to you guys talk tonight and, you know, hearing people about, you know, the estimating how much money we leave on the table, it, it's, it's more to a fact that we're, 
I don't know, I almost want to say the word lazy, you know, in regards to actually billing for everything that we do. And, and that could be part of the fact that Xactimate doesn't have a lot of the things that we actually do and they make it that way purposely. So it's, um, you know, I don't think Xactimate, you know, Xactimate for me, even though we got to use it, is, is not the end all be all. Um, we use time and material, which is a way better software and you're going to make way more money by doing the time and material, um, uh, worksheets that they have out there. So I'm a DKI member. I've been with DKI probably almost 20 years uh, as well. And the, the, the time and material that they have for all of commercial work. And we're now starting to use that just for our regular water damage jobs. And it's, it's literally gone up 40%. Um, and those jobs are obviously profitable as it is. Yeah. Sure. You know, our biggest battles are, you know, really with all the uneducated adjusters that are going out here, you know, all the general adjusters for the most part are gone. You know, they're either umpires or appraisers or attorneys or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And you're now dealing with guys that, you know, have no education in regards to construction. Um, you know, they stick them right out into the table to say, here you go. And they're doing what we're doing in regards to getting, you know, talking round table stuff and, you know, every word they come up with, everything you do is excessive. You know, that that's their new word now. Everything, everything you do is excessive and no, you don't do this and we only do that. And, and they're all just copying and pasting. They're, they're saying BS all the time. Sure. Um, you know, I'm looking at all the stuff you guys have on Facebook, trying to, you know, find some stuff that's on there. I've shared some stuff on Facebook as well. Um, you know, but the bottom line is, 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 is I think what you guys are doing are awesome. Um, you know, I couldn't get to that concert, you know, conference, unfortunately I have my kids, but, um, I'm definitely gonna try to get to that next one, but it, it's really is knowledge is power. And the more of us that can get together and stay together in regards to doing what's right and fighting for what's right, um, you know, we'll be able to win that battle. But there's just so many of us that are out there and not us as in, you know, our group. But, you know, look, I know a lot of DKI members that 80% of their work comes from the carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, yep. you know, I've been directly opposite my entire, you know, my, the entire time I've been in business. Maybe 10% I get is from the carrier direct. Yeah, so, you know, I understand, you know, that, hey, that feeds the, uh, you know, they're, their kids and, you know, pays their mortgage. So I get it. You know, they can't just say, Hey, see you later. You know, thank God I don't have that situation or that problem, but it's still always a battle, you know? Yeah. And that's where we're fighting to make it less. So go ahead, Clark. You know, Alan, um, I just remembered the other thing. I actually looked at my notes here. What Jeremy said, not only is it what we leave on the table, we often price our jobs based on what we think the insurance is going to pay. Mm-hmm. So we have been programmed with stock. It's there's a thing called Stockholm syndrome. If anybody doesn't know yep. what that is, yep. we are programmed to just, we're just giving up. We just don't even want the call, the email, the fight. We want to delay for sure. And we price jobs based on whether they're not going to pay for this. This is travelers. Boom. And that's what we have to get out of. And we can't do that with one contract or two. We no. can do that with 2000, 3000, 5000, 10,000, 10,000. 15,000. I set a goal, man, two years from now, 10,000 members of the Alliance of Independent Restorers. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, this was awesome. This was so awesome. We had a great weekend at the summit. I'm sorry uh, if, if anyone wasn't there. All of us that were missed you greatly and had a great time, had a great sharing opportunity. And now it's back to work. Now it's back to our squads. If you want to get in the squad, once again, get in, get to Clark. We will get you into a squad. We'll make that happen. Uh, but don't let this go. Don't let this just be information. Don't let this just be knowledge. Knowledge is not necessarily power. Power only take power only comes when you take knowledge and you implement it. Implementation is key. The hard work is where you put the knowledge to work. Then you get the reward. So let's do that. 
Let's do it for each other. Continue to reach out, pick each other up, love on each other. It's great to see you guys, and we'll see you in a group this week. We'll see you next week. Peace.